Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number 11. And Wiz, I don't want to go on a rant about Thursday Night Football, as I've kind of done for a long time. I really would love one hour, Roger Goodell, to spend time. And, and the head of the Players Association to realize the mistakes of Thursday Night Football without teams coming in with rest. There's a way to figure it out. I understand making an event, Wiz. I do understand it. But teams should be playing that game coming off of a bye week. There's no way around it. I think this laziness and sluggishness that comes out and people forced to play when they're hurt and they have to, I, I just don't like the state of the game, Wiz. And, uh, you know, of course, losing two stars on Thursday night and Joe Burrow and uh, Mark Andrews uh, certainly has me a little bit more fired up about the situation. Well, I mean, I think Cincinnati's got to be in on this blame a little bit here. Um, something wasn't right with Joe Burrow. I mean, he's wearing that brace on his hand. There's a few days in between the Sunday game and the Thursday game. I don't know. Like, will the truth ever really come out about, like, what's going on with these injuries and and these teams and uh, yeah, but don't you think Thursday th- Thursday night affects that a little bit? Is is my point, right? Like, ju- no, it, so- it, 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 do- it does. But Cincinnati could have just you know given given him you know and say, look, you know, he's not a hundred percent. It's too. It's not enough recovery time for uh, Joe Burrow to play, and we're gonna give him ten days off and get that risk. So until yeah, I agree about the Thursday. This is at the hands of the players' association who agreed to this. Um, so they 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 have to take the blame for this because um, they they agree to this and the almighty dollar seems to win out on a lot of these things. But in this case, um, the Burrow and the Andrews things I think are, are kind of like two separate things. There was something wrong with Joe Burrow; he wasn't right. Um, and you know to show how he how you know that injury is he didn't hurt himself, right? He just he, he it was a. It, in other words, it wasn't a play where he got his season was over based on a tackle where he landed the wrong way or anything. It started killing him after he threw like an easy touchdown pass, which shows that something wasn't right going into the game. I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of this. It kind of reminds me about the Tua situation last year with the concussion. Will we ever get to the bottom of, of what really was going on with that? But – um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the what, what the what the answer is until they're up again for the the discussion and topic is up again between the NFL and the and the players' association. Yeah, I think I just think you know a situation where you know short week you're coming up against a division rival. You're five and what was their record coming into the game? Was they they were five and four or five and five? I can't remember what Cincinnati's exact record was coming into the game, but. Five. Five and four. Right. So they were, this was kind of a must win situation for Cincinnati, right? And you, you look right now, Cincinnati is in, on the outside looking into a playoff spot. Maybe, I, I, I agree with you that he wasn't right coming in, but, you know, these players want to tough it out. And, and obviously, Burrow thought he could get through it and give his chance and a team an opportunity to win, it, win a football game against a tough division rival. It, it's just, you know, I, I, you know again, 
there's a way to work this out. I know Amazon has a contract, but you know, there's a way to work this out where in the first few weeks of the season, the two Monday night games work, so you could still make it an event for a few weeks where one of the game goes to ESPN, one of the game goes to Amazon, and then eventually it converts to Thursday night football when teams could come in rested. And, you know, and, and, and by the way, Wiz, Sam Hubbard couldn't play the other night, right? T. Higgins couldn't play the other night. Decisions get made. Marlon Humphreys. Uh, just decisions get made. Teams are forced to be more conservative because guys can't, ref- they can't replenish themselves fast enough to get back on the field on Thursday after playing on Sunday. They are gladiators, but at the same time, this, this is inhumane. That's the way I look at it. I agree with you. It's the players' associations at the heart of it. But, you know, the, the bottom line is the fan, as much as they want to tune in on a Thursday night, which I do want to tune in on a Thursday night and watch good football, but I'm really tired of tuning in on a Thursday night watching compromised football. Yeah, I mean, look, this is all everywhere. Everywhere you turn, this is about money. What day would make the most sense? Well, Saturday. Play a couple of games on Saturday. It's not the full seven days rest, but it's much better. You know, rest, and you could have a game or two, but – they they have an issue with college football. Friday, you know, give them an extra day. Well, now you're talking about like the high school, the world of high school football. I mean, this is all about money. Um, and I just think when they revisit this, um, the players have got to do something about it. Otherwise, um, you know, the, we know that this is going to continue for, for at least a short yeah, time. Yeah, I, 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 just, I just don't like the diminishing of the game. And, you know, we're dealing with enough injuries. And, you know, Tommy DeVito, the 10th starting rookie quarterback this season. We saw Watson is out this week. I mean, it's just it, injuries become uh, an intense part of the game. We know that. And it's not just the running back position that's been impacted by it this year. All these quarterbacks going down. It's just been quite the remarkable year you know right now we sit here as we go into week 11 like the season that we kind of thought was going to play out it's it looks like the furthest thing from that right now there are just so many uncertainties as as we head into week 11 and you know as crazy as it sounds was believe it or not this is nuts uh that if the jets were to beat the buffalo bills this week and the raiders were to somehow stun the miami dolphins that game next friday which will be the black Friday game on Amazon uh, would be for first place in the AFC East. How crazy is that? I'm not look that, yeah. that that that's kind of a remote circumstance, but the fact of the matter is, it's a possibility. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess any, anything can happen. It's early uh, tomorrow, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. Definitely, you know, this is uh, for this topic is for a much more in depth podcast and. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll definitely re- revisit this and come back to it certainly, but this is about wagering and um, player props and games. And uh, why don't you take us off, uh, take us out with the games? How many do you like? Uh, and are there any that you particularly love tomorrow? I, I got three games. And I got one team. I got one game that I love. So uh, I'm, I'm going to talk with two teams that I that I really like. Dallas tends to really wallop the weaker uh, opponents. Uh, they are going down to Carolina to play the Panthers. Uh, Bryce Young has struggled. I think uh, his size has been a factor in this. Frank Reich has taken over the play calling again. Uh, Dallas is on a roll. CeeDee Lamb is on a roll uh, where he's going to for his fourth straight game of double-digit receptions and 150 yards. That is a history-making performance by Mr. Lamb. 
Um, Dallas lays ten and a half against Carolina, and I don't see that being a ball game. With so ten and a half points, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay those ten and a half. Take the Cowboys against Carolina. I like the Jets. Whiz. Um, I know all these changes are going around in Buffalo. I continue to say McDermott is a lousy in-game coach. He's changed the defensive coordinator. He's calling plays there. He moves away from Ken Dorsey. I just don't have a good feeling about this. The Jets, I think, are going to utilize their running game in this particular game, and their defense is playing really well, whereas that defense for the Buffalo Bills without Milano and Tredavious White is an issue. Now, we both know that (laughs) there's been a lot of struggles with Zach Wilson, and I don't expect that to stop here. But I think the better defense is going to have a say in this ballgame, so give me the Jets getting seven points uh, playing the Bills. And uh, my pick of the day, Wiz, uh, for the games this week, uh, the Steelers are playing the Browns. I know they're on the road. Kenny Pickett has been able to play mistake-free football. They're going against a good defense, yes, in the Browns, but the Browns will be starting a rookie quarterback in uh, in, uh, Darius Thompson-Robinson, UCLA rookie, Uh, the reason why Josh Dobbs is currently sitting on the Viking roster, by the way. Uh, But this defense, the Steeler defense I'm talking about, uh, scored two defensive touchdowns the first time this game was played, and the Steelers won that football game. The Steelers have found a way to win despite being outgained every week. I don't necessarily think they're going to be outgained this week, Broderick Jones has made a big difference in that run game. They've figured out a way to get both of those running backs on the field, which you talked about early in the season. They're doing that. Steelers getting two points. I love the Steelers this week, Wiz. Those are the three games I like. So Steelers getting two, two units on the Steelers. Dallas laying 10.5, Jets getting seven. All righty. I have four games I like, and there are four games um, that you did not mention. So two underdogs, two favorites. Oh, let me ask you a way before uh, you go to your games. Any comments on what I had to say? No, I, I think I, I've had I've had bad luck betting against the Steelers, so I I will not be betting on or against them. I think you know that's going to be um, that's going to be a tough game. I, I'm wondering if Robinson is going to be playing a little bit better the second time. He seemed overwhelmed against the Ravens his first game, but I have no view on that one. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Dallas makes uh, all the sense in the world in getting seven points for the Jets. You know, I I just, I have no... I have I hear your your points on those games and your views and why. I just have no opinion on those games. And, uh, you know, I think... um, I'm very interested to see what's going to go on in that Jet-Buffalo game. I think there are a wide range of outcomes from, you know, the the continuing struggle and the Jets winning the game outright or, you know, maybe Buffalo using this game as a a rallying point. The thing going on with Diggs and Allen is all kinds of drama. But, no, I I have no no view, so I'll just be uh, supporting your games. Um, I have two underdogs and two favorites I like. I don't understand the Lions, Lions-Bears game. Lions at home. Uh, Lions considered now to be uh, up there in the talks with the 49ers and the Eagles as the best of the best. They're at home against a 3-7 and seven Bears team. The line is only eight points. Uh, I think Justin Fields is going to be coming out of the gate strong tomorrow, running the ball, getting back to it. Maybe, you know, he learned something sitting on the sidelines the last month. So I'm going to take the Bears plus eight. That's one underdog. The second underdog is I don't understand this line. How are the how are the commanders eight and a half point favorite over anybody? The Giants can the Giants 
control the line of scrimmage the first time. I think they'll control the line of scrimmage again. I know there's a recency bias with DeVito at quarterback and the walloping they took against the Raiders and um, and then the walloping they they took against the Cowboys. But to me, this is a fair fight, <laughs> the Commanders and Giants. I think Barkley could do some stuff on the ground tomorrow. So I'm going to take the Giants with the 8.5 points. I'm interested after giving you my favorites, what do you think about the, your, your football Giants in that game? And the two favorites I like, I think Jacksonville is going to turn things around. I'm not a big fan of Will Levis. I know he played well through for some good yardage, but I think the more they get film on him, this could be a game where Jacksonville gets right. And I think they're going to cover, I think it's six and a half or seven. And I think the Miami Dolphins are going to come out off the bye week, similar to what we saw from the 49ers coming off the bye week. And, you know, new head coach, new play caller. It's one thing to play against the Giants and Jets. It's another thing now when you're facing the Dolphins off or by Tyree Kill and that ankle fully healthy, Waddle now fully healthy, uh, Devonna Chan activated, fully healthy, Mostert fully healthy. I, I think – I think the Miami Dolphins are going to run it up on the Raiders tomorrow. Uh, I will say this, uh, even even more so than the offensive side of the football for the Dolphins, the Dolphins are the healthiest they've been on the defensive side of the football all season. Was, And to your point, this is not the Giants or the Jets. This is this high-octane offense of the Miami Dolphins. I looked at that game very carefully. Uh, I would have said that is one of these games that I could see, given the fact that the Raiders have won two games with Antonio Pierce, with money leaning that direction. But I, if you're going to ask me to bet the game, which I didn't pick it, uh, I would definitely lean in the direction of the Dolphins. Um, on the Giants, I, I will say this, the one team that's been able to corral Sam Howell, who leads the NFL in passing yards. Did you know that was? Yeah, I saw that stat. Yep, yeah, he leads the NFL in passing yards. Quite re- remarkable. He's had f- uh, three straight Games over 300 yards, uh, but the one team that was able... Now, it was a messy day in terms of weather when they came to uh, MetLife Stadium, but uh, Wink Martindale uh, and the Giants, I want to say six... He's also the most sacked quarterback in the NFL because the offensive line is not particularly good, but they got a number of sacks on him. Uh, Yeah, to me, that is not a fair fight, though. I think Brian Robinson will be the difference maker in that game by the time all is said and done, but... uh, I'm 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 questioning the size of that line, and uh, I kind of agree with you on the on the bear game too. That that one that one's a tricky one. I think the big thing about the bears was, and, and it's one of my prop bets, and you'll hear my thesis behind it. But the bears uh, sweat coming over and a healthy secondary. That bear defense is is much improved at the moment. Yeah, and Khalil Herbert returns as well. Um, yeah, I think I think they could they could keep that game close. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked actually if they if they actually upset the Lions in this game tomorrow. A real emotional win for the Lions last week. This this is a real spot as Bill Pellicell used to call the old trap game for the Lions. But we'll see how it turns out. Um, let's get the player props. We spoke early, and you said you have one that you absolutely love. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm going to start with it because um, I felt strongly last week about Jameer Gibbs, um, and it's kind of the same exact play. First, so Jalen Warren has now been named, quote-unquote, the starter for the Steelers. 
I don't know exactly what that means because I still think this both of these guys are going to be utilized in terms of workload. I did just think what it means for the Steelers at this point in time is they're going to lean on both of those running backs. That's that's what I think it means. And before this kind of announcement and the first time these two teams played, and again, I realize that the Brown defense under Jim Schwartz is, is a really good defense, but the fact of the matter is the Steelers have recognized that Jalen Warren is probably their best offensive playmaker. I don't think that's a stretch when I make that comment. And he went for four receptions for 66 yards the first time they, they played each other. Uh, the over-under for his yardage in this game was is 18 and a half. And just like I thought the Gibbs line was ridiculous last week, this is one of those lines that I think could be done very quickly, maybe even in the first quarter. So I absolutely love Jalen Warren over 18 and a half receiving yards. Uh, by the same token, another guy who's just on an absolute roll in receiving yards, and it's Rashad White. Uh, I think he's had over 40 yards five straight weeks. And for some reason, I know they're playing the Niners in a game where they're likely to be playing from behind, but it's 26 and a half. I like the over Rashad White receiving yards. You talked about the Bears and the Lions. You know what? Uh, the one thing that the Lions do like to do, they like to aggressively uh, get after the quarterback. And I think uh, if you look at what Josh Fiel, uh, Justin Fields has done previously in his two starts against the uh, Detroit Lions, over 100 yards rushing, he didn't hurt his leg. He hurt his thumb. And the line is 47 and a half for Justin Fields rushing yards. So give me the over for that, Wiz. So that's three. Um, in the same game, Wiz, I think the Detroit Lions will actually run the ball. And I mentioned the secondary getting stronger for the for the Bears. Uh, I'm going to take under 274 and a half passing yards for Jared Goff. I think Brees Hall is in for a heavy workload in this game against a Bills defense that doesn't necessarily do well against the run. Uh, we saw Javante Williams uh, very instrumental in that victory the other night. Over 55 and a half rushing yards for Brees Hall. And this is kind of a sneaky one, Wiz, but for some reason, uh, Will Levis has found a fascination with Kyle Phillips. Uh, he's been involved in the offense since coming back. As a slot guy, we're not going to see Traylon Burks again. His yardage is low again this week, 23 and a half. He's been over that mark all three of the games that he's been back in action. So give me Kyle Phillips for over 23 and a half receiving yards. And lastly, Tank Dell has been the man for the Houston Texans. And I'm going over four and a half catches for Tank Dell in this ballgame. All righty. So I'm going to give my one player prop, which I absolutely love. And then I want to ask you about one of yours. Um, so if everyone makes a lot of money on your player props on Sunday, they can all put everything they want on my player prop on Monday night, which is Jalen Hurts over eight and a half rushing attempts. And this is another situation with a player who desperately needed to buy in this type of game. You know he wants this one badly between design runs, between off the you know off script runs and you could count on two three or four brotherly shoves i love jalen hurts over rushing attempts on monday night against kansas city i did want to ask you about the breeze hall because out of the jets camp this weekend uh, i know what you're gonna say <laughs> they they said we're giving dalvin cook more carries is that a concern no no dalvin cook he's good Dalvin Cook, more carries. I mean, it's hard to do. I mean, you're shaking his head on the sideline. You know, he's getting, he was getting three, four touches a game. That's it. So I, I can, you can easily see. Why would you let, why would you let at this point in time, 
uh, uh, Zach Wilson try to win football games for you. It makes no sense. You've got two outstanding running backs. Run the damn ball 35 times. Give Brees Hall the ball 20 times. Give Dalvin Cook 12 to 15 touches. Allow him to catch the ball out of the backfield, something that Carter was doing. And that's the way you win this football game against Buffalo. So my answer is no. I'm so fascinated by this Jets Bills game because I just feel with everything that's going into it, with it's either going to be, just in my opinion, a Jets win or Buffalo is going to really rout them in this game. Uh, I could see either scenario happening, but just all of this stuff going on with Diggs and and Allen and the coaching staff and the, on the Jets side as well. So I, I'm, you know, normally this wouldn't be too much of an exciting game, but I'm really interested to see the dynamics, uh, what takes place in this game. So well, I, I will um, say this was, I don't think it was fair that Ken Dorsey was the scapegoat for that loss. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. 12 guys on the field. Um, the de- If you look at the rankings of the offense of the Buffalo Bills, it's one of the highest in the league, top five in, in multiple categories. The, the one problem has been consistently that, that, that uh, Josh Allen has turned the football over way too many times. That's not Ken Dorsey's yeah. fault. Ken Dorsey didn't make those throws. Correct. Ken Dorsey didn't fumble the ball. Ken Dorsey didn't catch the ball like it was in the hands like Gabe Davis does. And, and instead of first down at the 15-yard line, it's an interception. Gabe, uh, Ken Dorsey didn't make sure that the, the he, he wasn't his responsibility that the Bills only had 11 guys on the field when they were going for the winning field goal. I mean, uh, of all the strangest things. Like, Ridiculous. Uh, Ridiculous. To blame the offensive coordinator, I don't know about that one, but – We'll see how it plays out, and uh, yeah. So uh, we'll uh, hopefully we'll have a, a big day with the prop uh, plays and uh, and the games as well tomorrow. Yeah, uh, one one bet I have not made yet was that I am uh, very very tempted to bet, but I am concerned about the game going the wrong direction. You mentioned it for your picks. You like Jacksonville over Tennessee. Um, Derek Henry has had a career against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, in fact, the last six times he has played against the Jaguars, he's rushed, rushed for over 100 yards. Uh, I didn't realize this, Wiz. Derrick Henry is actually second in the NFL in rushing yards. I know he has not had a Derrick Henry-esque year in many people's estimations, but he's still second in the NFL in rushing yards, which I was really surprised at when I saw that. Uh, the over-under for his rushing yards in a team that he typically dominates is just 55 and a half. Uh, I am very tempted because I think the way they're going to be in this football game is by making sure they feed it. Now, granted, this is a very different Tennessee football team. The quarterback is different, number one. The offensive line is a lot worse, number two. Tajay Spears is there, number three. Uh, but if I'm Mike Vrabel and I'm trying to win this football game and give my team one last gasp at a potentially – uh, attempting to make the playoffs, it's got to be going through Derrick Henry. So I'm, it's a, it's a bet that I'm considering, but just the previous success that the players had against the team uh, has me very tempted. No, I, I hear you on that, but you know, you you hit on some of the points. I mean, their offensive line is completely different. Tajay Spears is really eating into a lot of the snaps. They don't have AJ Brown, who was able to keep 
seven, eight men in the box against the Titans. Just really, you know, with all due respect to DeAndre Hopkins, he, he's just not the explosive player that A.J. Brown was for those last three or four years with Derrick Henry. I don't know about it. I mean, I just think that it's going to be the type of game well, I mean, I hear you on it. I'm just saying that in my view, the way I'm looking at this game, it could be the type of game where the Jags get a lead in that game and then you're just not going to see a lot of Derrick Henry in the game. But if the game is close, then 55-and-a-half seems like a, a pretty reasonable bet. But uh, I'm just having a view of I like the Jags, so I, I'm not even looking at the prop either way. Well, I'm going to tell you this, Wiz. This is a big game. The Jaguars have – they got walloped last week coming out of a bye week. Trevor Lawrence has been terrible this year. Uh, the, the team has been carried offensively by Travis Etienne. Uh, you got to look for Calvin Ridley on the milk carton. He has been invisible since the first couple of weeks in the season. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is Jacksonville needs to play a good football game here. No, they really, really do. That's, you know, I think, I think they will. Uh, but, you know, the, the, this division... <laughs> you can't. You you have to expect the unexpected. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jags played another another clunker. But I'm expecting them to play a much better game tomorrow. If the Jags lose and the Texans win, I believe the Texans would be a half game out of first in the division, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's been a real, you know, it's been a disappointment for the Jacks so far. Yeah. I mean, just, and, 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 you know, ETN has had, had a, you know, he's been, the, he's been the offensive story there, right? He has really been the offensive story for this team. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, Ridley's been kind of MIA, so I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what, what exactly is going on there with that, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. I think we'll know a lot more tomorrow about both teams uh, after, the, after the game tomorrow. All right, Wiss. Well, that's a wrap. Enjoy the day of action. Uh, we are Guru and Wiss Fantasy Football Podcast. Of course, there are three games on Thanksgiving and one Black Friday game. We'll probably attempt to do something early in the week if we can kind of get those uh, lines and all of that established. But uh, nonetheless, good luck to everybody. We're starting to get towards crunch time, playoff time. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening. Wiz, enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekend. We'll speak next week. You got it.